0: Welcome to the Primal Canadians Podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with Primal Wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians.
1: Hi folks, and welcome back to the Primal Canadians Podcast. I'm here in the studio today with uh, Lucas, and we're excited to bring you an exciting new topic today.
0: Yeah. So imagine you're an early person. You've just woken up. You have no food to eat. You get up and you're walking through the plains of Africa looking for something to gather, something to eat, something to bring back to the tribe and feed them. Come around a corner and there's a rhino charging at you. poop myself (laughs) and then you immediately start running as hard as you can as fast as you can but only until you're out of the way of that rhino and then you stop because you know that rhinos have incredibly good hearing and they'll hear you if you move what did you just do
1: he's in an all-out sprint
0: yes and that's what we're talking about today sprinting
1: yes and the benefits of sprinting and why you should sprint once in a while
0: yes i love it you know sprinting is a very primal activity as i just described you know it's when we had to run for our lives or run after something that we were going to eat, it wasn't like you were going out for a little jog. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you were just moseying along. You were running full out, flat out, as hard as you could. Yep. And it does incredible things for the body if you do it correctly and yep. if you do it well. Yep. It can also be incredibly damaging and incredibly detrimental if you do it wrong.
1: I love it. Well said. So the first thing, I, th- I think because that we should first discuss why uh, or sorry how to sprint properly because sprinting is something that a lot of people do a lot of people in the gym uh, that i talk to or that i see they sprint they're they're on the treadmill they see how long they can sprint for or they see how often they can sprint without resting uh with without resting too long in between and stuff like that but if you want to properly uh, leverage the benefits of sprinting, it's important you understand how to do it correctly uh, to align uh, with with getting the most benefits. And this is a little bit scientific, but it's far more effective when you can understand the, the proper principles of doing it right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, why don't you tell us how do you do it right?
1: Well, um, so sprinting, uh, first of all, it's extremely intense. So you want to I always make sure and I always coach if you're going to do a sprint make sure that you're feeling good. So don't do it on a day where you're tired or where you're not uh feeling like fully alert or fully energized. You want to make sure that you're feeling pretty good just to be able to not damage yourself too much because if you had to sprint and run away from a bear when you had a uh, a sore knee or a, you know something wrong with your back there's a good chance you would have hurt yourself. Right. And then you know, like when adrenaline kicks in and you lift more than you should, uh, that's kind of, you know, what the intention of sprinting is, is to go all out. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're, uh, one feeling pretty good and two that your body actually moves quite well. I, uh, when I start with a new client, I never really started with sprinting until I've worked with them for, and depending on their fitness level, but usually a few weeks or so just so I know that uh, their body is moving properly, their shoulders are moving properly, their hips are loose and their ankles are moving, you know, uh, fairly good to be able to go through that stress without getting hurt too much. So that's probably one of the most important points is making sure that um, you're doing it on a good day and then the next part would be warm up properly. You don't want to go into an all-out movement without being properly warmed up. And what properly warming up means is slowly bringing your heart rate up getting your blood flowing and getting your uh getting your your body temperature up a little bit so you're not uh so you're basically all of your um, energy systems are working or at least starting to work when you're going into a sprint
0: yes that's very important i love that yeah
1: and then the next part is conducting them properly so Uh, The one energy system, uh, it's called the uh, the ATP energy system I don't even know how to pronounce the full word, but many of you may have heard of it But your ATP energy uh, runs out in about in in 10 seconds If you're going all out, you will have depleted it in 10 seconds So this is basically the energy system that we are training in a sprint So if you sprint for too long, then you're all of us. You've already Um, Max that out and then you're starting to go into your second energy system like uh, lactic acid Um, If you go for too long, then you might go a little bit aerobic as well I don't really know, but you don't really want to go too long because the importance of it is not to uh, burn up your lactic acid Um, You want to just go all out and then burn up that ATP basically and then rest So how you would do it effectively is if you're going, you're going to use it up in 10 seconds if you're going at 100% maximum effort. So a sprint could be a little bit longer because you might only go at 85% maximum effort uh, or 90% or something like that. Or maybe you're not actually very good at sprinting and uh, the body holds you back a little bit. And Not allowing you to go fast enough to be able to burn up ATP uh, that fast so a sprint can be anywhere from 10 seconds to uh, Maybe 20 seconds if you're very new to sprinting and not a great runner It may be up to 30 seconds, but 30 seconds is pretty long and that would definitely I would say be the max and Then so don't so there's no sense in trying to push yourself, you know to an X amount of time when I sprint I wind myself up. Sometimes I take a few steps to wind up and sometimes I, I just explode out of out of the first thing and, and go all out as fast as I can. That part's not super important, but then I go as fast as I can until, until I can't keep that pace anymore and I know, notice myself dropping off and that's when I start slowing down. And then I do a full recovery, which is also very important because the ATP needs to replenish And you need to get ready for the next all out sprint, because if you don't, then again, you're not properly working each energy system. You're kind of moving around in two or three different other energy systems and you're not getting the full benefits of a sprint.
0: Right. So how do you do that full recovery?
1: Uh, The full recovery, you, um, you don't. Well, you don't you don't you can do it. You can do it standing. You can walk slowly if you want um, just taking your breaths and letting your heart rate come all the way down. So it's when you're, uh, you don't necessarily have to have a heart rate monitor. Um, but you can just bring your breathing back down to normal where you're easily able to breathe through your mouth. If you, if you, if you warm down for too long and you go for like eight or 10 minutes, um, you're probably going to start cooling down. So you don't want to go too long. Right. But, I would say a minimum of two minutes for sure. So it'd be somewhere between two to three, maybe four minutes. You'd probably be ready to do another one.
0: Mm, Interesting. Okay. And how many of those cycles would you do?
1: So if I I do this regularly, I can probably do up to six, maybe seven or eight. Uh, If it's my first time doing it or my first time in a long time doing it, um, after three or four, um and i all i find it hard to keep up that pace or go that fast that's when it's enough for me right
0: so realistically like you're you're only sprinting for maybe a total of four to five minutes at the most yeah if you're if, not, if you're going even yeah yeah so, if you're going a full 30 seconds yeah but it, yeah if you're only going 10 you're looking at mm-hmm. not one minute basically
1: right and and here's the thing too like as you get better um, your sprint time will actually decrease because right. you're going to be able to go faster, burning up your ATP quicker, and your your actual time spent you know, putting down uh, steps will be shorter. So uh, a very elite sprinter doing this workout effectively may only be sprinting for, you know, say, 15 seconds, six times. That's like a minute and a half.
0: yeah that's interesting because so many people have this idea that it's like it's about the long sustained yeah uh, sprint and right and run and i mean i know going through school when i was in phys ed class that's all what they always taught us Mm -hmm. you know it's like you do shuttle runs as fast as you can for like five straight minutes yeah and uh, i mean there's a good reason nobody ever does shuttle runs anymore because it beat it, it it was so unpleasant to recover from yeah and uh I can now I can really understand why
1: yeah it's uh, it, it's it's very hard and sp- sprinting too can be hard and it'll become easier as you go but it's and, and it also will have and I'll talk about the recovery after so um, it can also have pretty hard uh, like um it can make you pretty sore afterwards as well because it's very taxing on the body right but the other thing is too like the recovery in between because so many people they not only they push themselves too far with sprinting and they're not able to get that proper benefit then they have their timers like i got to get back in the treadmill in 30 seconds or in 45 seconds or whatever maybe it's a minute on a minute off uh, you w- actually want to make sure that you're fully recovered uh, before you go on to do your next sprint
0: right yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: and i don't have a lot of the the scientific or biological stuff with me on what it actually does but when i started doing it the 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 differences that i recognized in my fitness and my energy were significant Hmm. and the way that your body starts cutting fat like you start looking so lean like It's such an all-out movement that your muscles are straining really hard and your central nervous system is working at the max as well.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Which I think your central nervous system is actually the main thing uh, that I think about when I train. And that's the main thing that needs to recover um, because I never really uh, smash my body to the part where my muscles are sore for three or four days because I don't think that's a clever thing to do. Um, But none of my goals actually have anything to do with um with with that being important so maybe some maybe in some training regimens it's important to work out your muscles really hard where they where they get sore or whatever but what you actually have to think about recovering here is your central nervous system like you may be a little bit sore in the calves or the feet or the legs uh that could be and you'll recover but really you want to recover your central nervous system because that's an intense amount of uh uh effort or energy that it just went through so i always also make sure that after i'm feeling good on the sprint day i want to make sure that i don't have a game the next day for example or that i don't have to do something in t- something high intensity the next day so i can give my body a little bit of recovery time and actually be able to uh Recovered to full rest and then gain the benefits that I've created with a sprint Because if we don't if we do training and then we don't properly recover from it or don't get the right amount of rest Then we're not really getting the benefits
0: of it. Yeah, that's a really good point so many people have that no pain no gain attitude when it comes to training and I mean You, you got to remember what pain is. Mm-hmm. It's your body telling you something is wrong.
1: Yeah, totally and it's yeah i mean i i i totally understand that i did that for years but i i cannot explain to anybody until they've actually experienced it on how much bigger the benefits actually are if you just work with your body and and just unsubscribe from that no pain no gain there has to be a a a method behind what you're doing uh sprinting is super intense and you want to push your body to the max when you feel good but then make sure that you're properly recovering because that is just so important to be able to make those gains. Yeah,
0: totally. And it's more enjoyable. 100%. You know, if you go to the gym and do your workout or you go for your sprint or your jog or your walk or whatever, and then the next day you're totally feeling like you got hit by a truck because you're so sore, your motivation to go back is going to be very low. Yeah. But if you do it and you feel better and you see the benefits all the time, Uh, your motivation to go back is going to be really high. Yeah. Uh, And you're not going to be breaking your body down. You're not going to be wearing things out. You're not going to be overtaxing your cardiovascular system. There's all kinds of other benefits. Yeah, totally. Plus, you don't have to sacrifice longevity, which is like,
1: to me, that's like one of the most important things. Like I know to most people, it probably isn't. Most people want to achieve their goal or win the game or whatever. Uh, To me, it's, it's, uh, it's, not sacrificing my longevity to get to a certain thing and uh sprinting sprinting effectively will not do that however if you're beating your body up all the time then you will you start breaking down uh your organs you're overworking your heart you're hardening up your arteries and all that other undesired stuff
0: totally and i mean like really longevity should be your ultimate goal because like i mean I I I never understood that attitude of sacrificing your long-term health for a short-term accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, what you can accomplish so much more if you live longer. Totally, yeah. Um I mean, nah, it, it's just crazy. In our episode Fit but Unhealthy, I said uh, the one who wins the race is the at the end of the day is the one who's not dead. Yeah. And it's so true. Like if you go through life and you you sprint like a maniac and you do all this crazy high intensity stuff all the time and then you die when you're 80. Yeah, yeah. You are not nearly as effective as the person who did way less of that high intensity stuff and dies when they're 130. Yeah. You know, it's just not possible. And for me personally, like I don't know if I've shared my goal of living to be 130 years old, but I can't do that if I go through that high intensity kind of stuff all the time Mm -hmm. I'll wear myself out long before I make
1: 130 yeah 100% and if that's not enough or if longevity isn't that important to you and I know a lot of people uh, always say like oh I don't want to go to 100 Um, what you really actually want is quality of life yeah like if you're if if you're still alive and you want to be able to use your body you want to not have pain you want to not have to deal with uh with with stuff that you have no control over that's going on inside of you so quality of life is really um comes hand in hand with longevity because it's not really about how old we get on the number it's more about like how well we preserve our body as we get older
0: yeah it's it's not how old you are it's how old you feel
1: yeah, exactly. Well said. And
0: well, um, I mean, there's been lots of research done lately that's starting to show chronological age and biological age are not connected. Yeah, like they, it, it's all to do with how you use your body and how you, mm-hmm. how you work and how, um, how you feed yourself and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole other episode to go yeah. into, but. Really, things like sprinting are so vastly misunderstood in yep. the fitness community and in the, even in the running community. Mm-hmm. You know, like people have this like I, I want to run a f- one minute mile. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> one yeah. mi- one minute mile, yeah, five yeah. minute mile. Yeah. Uh, f- like no, you don't. It's it's a cool accomplishment, yes, but you will wear your body out. You yeah. will hurt yourself. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, who, who wants to live with that? You know, mm-hmm. you, you see all these runners, they're, they're running around, they got like knee sleeves on. And yeah. They got all this fancy stuff to counteract the pain they're in when they run. Mm-hmm. Why? why? Why would you want to do that to yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Or like just being completely beat after a race. Like where's the, where's the carbs? Where's the, you know, like that, that doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. If you apply the right training method and that's why we talk about this because this is super important when it comes to sprinting and you have to honor sprints for what they are if you do them effectively because you don't want to do them effectively and think oh, i'll just do them after my workout or i'll just do them for a warm-up no no a sprint is its own workout It's its own workout day and it can be its own workout you want to maximize it it's going to be its own like three days you know when i first programmed sprints into my schedule i didn't i don't really do too much like i sometimes lay out a program to give me a guidance of how i want to be like like sprints are programmed in loosely on days that i feel
0: best um away from other workouts yeah, and that's that's an important point. Like it's just you gotta be careful. You gotta remember when is the time for high intensity and when is the time for low intensity. Yeah. And remember that our bodies are designed for a lot more low intensity mm-hmm, than mm. high intensity. Yeah. High intensity I mean and there's another reason too. Like you gotta remember we talk about it a lot, the, the difference between what our central nervous system experiences versus what our conscious mind experiences. Yeah. Because Uh, Our DNA is old, Mm -hmm. you know, we evolved over the last well I think the oldest human that that they have is like two hundred and fifty thousand years old or something like that But we evolved over a long time. Yeah, and society has sped up like crazy in the last few hundred years And our nervous systems don't understand the modern ways of doing things. Yeah, so you think about this when you're sprinting your central nervous system thinks you are going to die mm-hmm. because when you were sprinting as humans were evolving, you were going to die. Yeah. That was the, you, you were either going to die from getting attacked by something or you were not going to get that meal that you've been hunting for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, your central nervous system still thinks that. Yeah. And That puts a lot of strain on you not just physically, but mentally and emotionally and all kinds of other things So when you're doing that high-intensity exercise like there's a reason it feels really difficult There's Mm -hmm. a reason your body doesn't really want to do it like nobody gets up in the morning and thinks I want to go sprint for an hour
1: Yeah, yeah, some
0: people do it But nobody wants to do it. Yeah, and there's a very good reason that you don't want to do it. It's because it's it's stressful
1: Yeah, totally I actually want to add one more thing about recovery that I forgot to mention. Um, so you only need to do this about, if you're doing this three times a month, that's a lot. If you, like once or twice a month really is enough, like to have 10 days in between your sprints is probably uh, probably pretty good. If you go too long, you'll start losing, uh, you'll start regressing a little bit from the benefits you've gained. But you don't want to go too often because, again, if you don't, if you're not fully recovered, you're not able to go quite as fast or as efficient or as effective, thus not having quite the benefits. So so making sure that you're not doing it too often, like to get the maximum benefits out of sprinting, if you do it every 10 days or every two weeks, something
0: like that, you're, you're going to get, gain the most benefits by that interesting See, and I, I would have even thought you should do it more frequently but that's that's a great point that you make and that's no
1: well if you so here's the thing if you make it actually a full workout like i described at the start then then no you, you probably ten. i wouldn't go any less i definitely wouldn't go every week i would go a little bit more than that but if you were if you were to sprint you know at the you know, if you wouldn't go to the max every time, like if you would just uh, sprint at your eighty percent, eighty-five percent, you know, one or two sprints, then, well, then the thing is, you wouldn't gain as much benefit. But then you could do it more often, right? So to do it the most in the most effective way is to go all out. Well, and and of course, this is something you'd want to work up to if you're not currently sprinting. Um, if you can sprint, if you can't sprint by running, this can also be done on a bike or on a rowing machine or some type of uh, effort like that. Uh, it, that would obviously be a lot less hard on the body, so the recovery would be a lot faster. But for running sprints, uh, yeah, go all out and give yourself that time in between to recover.
0: Mm, interesting. Interesting.
1: Because cause you got to think like that's an intense amount of um, uh, compression on your bones. So it's not just your muscles recovering. It's also like uh, the force on your bones that has to recover. And that takes a little bit more time as well, as as well as the central nervous system and many other bodily systems that have to recover
0: right yes i'm glad you mentioned the the strain on your bones um one of the biggest problems in north america right now is osteoporosis and Mm -hmm. the the lowering of bone density and the weakening of bones and there's been a ton of research done and all kinds of stuff and people used to think it was a lack of calcium and all this and what they're starting to find is that the only way to actually build up bone strength is through impact Mm-hmm. It's like that yeah. that that high intensity that that impact and that's I'm as I'm thinking about it I'm just thinking you know sprinting is probably a great way to get some of that impact and a really good way to help keep your bones strong
1: yeah yeah hundred percent like um, there's there's so many uh, studies on how effective or beneficial um, heavy lifting is like resistance training which a lot of that if you're talking about strength or structure or bone strength and that, that it is that force on the bones that's you know it's it's kind of like it's simple it's the use it or lose it principle right like why would your body like um keep heavy health healthy bones if you never need them but if you actually put force underneath your on your bones or you know like picking up uh, a lot of weight that's that's force on your bones and that helps it strengthen so yeah that that it is with sprinting that's what you're doing is you're compounding a lot of force down into your into your bones to bounce off the ground basically kind of thing and yeah you'd have huge huge benefits on, on generating force on your bones
0: Man, there's just so many benefits to it, and uh, it's so much different than so many people think. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fascinating.
1: Yeah. Well, here let's let's go a little bit deeper into this sprint thing because this is something. Um, when I did the Primal Health Coaching certificate, one whole module was on sprinting, which I was so fascinated by that it that one module alone would be on sprinting. But then I started learning it and I became even more fascinating. Like some of the stuff that goes on in a sprint, um, the difference between uh, a novice sprinter and an an elite sprinter is the amount of force that goes into the ground when they're sprinting. Okay. So when you think of sprinting, you want to think about um, getting getting as many steps down as fast as possible. Some people think you want to... You want to take longer strides or when you go faster you take longer strides. It's actually untrue when you sprint uh, Faster you're putting you're putting more strides down but another thing on So sprinting because because there's also this this idea that was running when you, you stay on the balls of your feet, right? Stay on the balls of your feet. You're lighter. You go faster and theoretically it makes sense if you don't think about it too much (laughs) because a lot of people heel strike when they run yeah or walk so to get away from heel striking someone recognized that hey strike with the balls of your foot and you'll be lighter you'll be faster well it's more natural that's how the body the the human foot is is used and designed to move more Uh, so it is more effective so you actually do want to do that with sprinting but you also want to have maximum force onto onto the ground through your heel to then come off because we don't we're not birds we can't fly we do use gravity and in order to use gravity effectively is the more force we can put into the ground uh when we're running the more uh, the, the better our sprint is going to be. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, kind of it's almost like what you're saying is you want to like you still want to land on the ball of your foot to cushion the blow, but then you yeah. want to put as much force as you can through your whole foot into the ground right. and push push off of the ground as hard yeah. as you can.
1: Yeah yeah that's exactly it uh, This may be a little bit harder to explain without visuals uh, on a podcast, but I'll do my best So you're, you're striking with the ball of your foot, and then your heel comes down. And then when your heel comes down, um, your body should actually be complete, pretty much completely lined up. And this just makes sense, right? You don't want to have a bent knee. You don't want to be leaning forwards or falling backwards. So you actually want to be, this is more about running form, sprinting form. You want to be very upright with yourself, pretty loose, but your body uh, and your core and everything is, is, stays completely upright the whole time. So when you're accelerating you can lean forward. Uh, you'll see Olympic runners you know leaning forward when they accelerate, but if you watch them in an all out sprint they're completely straight.
0: Yeah, at you know I Olympic never thought of forward. that, but it's very true. I I've, I've thought I've, I've watched some sprinters and yeah, it, and they're so upright that at first glance it almost looks like they're leaning back. Like yeah. they their bodies upright and their legs are just flying you're like run, crazy underneath. <laughs> them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And
1: and that's that's the idea, because when I read that, that uh, an, a novice sprinter puts about uh, five or six hundred foot pound, pounds of, uh, of force into the ground, whereas an elite sprinter puts closer to a thousand pounds of force into the ground on each step. Wow. I was like, that is that is significant and quite fascinating. So that's where you get faster at sprinting. It's putting more force in the ground. But you don't want to think about putting. You don't want to think about actually putting force in your. You want to think about the form and being completely upright because so your everything is like completely straight as your heel lands.
0: Ah, okay, cool. So it's a it's
1: a very for me it was a very different way to think about sprinting. But it, you know, it it not only increased my fitness but it significantly increased my uh, my running form and my my running endurance and my ability to run like i became so much faster and so much more efficient like i can run for way longer just knowing that the proper form on on sprinting from that
0: yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense to me well um it's it's been a marathon not a sprint to get through this episode but uh (laughs) is there any anything else that you want to uh add before we wrap up uh no I think that's about it. I know it was pretty
1: in depth um but what I what I'm wanting to say you know I I went pretty deep into it but stick with what I said at the beginning like uh make sure your body listen to your body make sure your body is healthy for it and kind of go with what you have get proper recovery don't push yourself too push yourself very hard for a few seconds but don't push for too long and then uh take the adequate recovery time and to gain the most out of the sprints
0: yeah ditch that no pain no gain attitude and start doing your high intensity for shorter times
1: yeah 100 percent. and if you need more help on this topic uh just reach out to us send us a message or uh, send us an email or come visit us on the facebook page and give us some feedback on how your sprints are and what you think of it or or if you're just starting or whatever we're here to support you and uh uh it's it's what we do so so uh, get in contact
0: yeah right on and until next time
1: keep it primal
0: tune in next time for more primal conversations